In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well, congratulations on being the people who have set your clocks forward an hour. The others will be showing up in about a half hour. Our Lord journeyed into the region of Samaria. And Samaria was inhabited by very interesting people. They were descendants of colonists who were sent by the Assyrians after they had conquered the northern ten tribes and sent most of the inhabitants into exile. And these colonists intermarried with the few Jews that were left behind, and they adopted a form of the Jewish religion. However, they did not get along with the practicing Jews. They had their own temple on Mount Gerizim, and there was a great deal of confrontation between the two groups. In fact, it ultimately resulted in an army coming from Jerusalem and destroying the temple on Mount Gerizim. This is why the parable of the Good Samaritan was so amazing to the people of Jesus' time, because the good guy was a Samaritan, the historic enemy of the people of Israel. In any case, Jesus journeyed into Samaria, to the town of Sychar, and there he encountered a Samaritan woman coming to the well with her water jar to fill it up so that she could take it home for her house to have water. Now, as we discover from Jesus' dialogue with this woman, she'd had kind of a, a rough and interesting life. Several husbands. And she was also a woman of quick wit. She had a comeback for everything. Jesus asked her for a drink. And in doing so, he was offering her a great gift, as we will learn from the prayers of the preface. He was offering her a gift which would lead to living water, a fountain set within the soul, welling up to eternal life. Yet when she was asked, she was amazed that a Jew would even talk to her that a Jew would want her to give him a drink because they didn't use any utensils in common. It's very interesting in this whole dialogue, she puts up barrier after barrier between her and Jesus, and he knocks them all down. You have no bucket. How are you going to use the well? Are you greater than Jacob? Short answer, yes, he is greater than Jacob. He tells her about the living water, and she thinks in terms of a bottomless water jar. Kind of like having plumbing in her house, where she would never have to go to the well to gather water ever again, and she would never be thirsty again. She misses the part about it being a spiritual reality. 
She ignores that it gives eternal life. And so our Lord reads her soul and says, call your husband. I don't have a husband. Darn right you don't have a husband. You have had five of them, and the one you got now is not a husband. Looks like she's been looking for love in all the wrong places, repeatedly. And yet she recognizes his supernatural knowledge and recognizes that it means that he has been sent from God. Sir, I see that you are a prophet. And yet he is much more than a prophet, as she will discover. She brings up the destruction of the false temple on Mount Gerizim. And he tells her that a time is at hand when people will not worship just in Jerusalem or on Mount Gerizim, but in all places. And it will not be just the Jews, though salvation is from the Jews. Which, by the way, is why we always have to show great respect for our Jewish brothers and sisters. But the time is coming when believers of every nation will worship God in spirit and in truth. The new Jerusalem, which is the church, is found everywhere. And this leads her to the knowledge that he might be the Messiah. And so she brings that news to others, to the people of her village. And they come, and they meet him, and they believe. She has been given the gift of faith, and she passes it on. What a marvelous story, a marvelous story of faith and of sharing that faith. It is a story of and for each one of us, because we too have been pursued by God. God desires our faith so that he can give us salvation. He wills to overcome our doubts and the barriers that we set up between him and us so that he may offer us amazing gifts, the most amazing being salvation, eternal life with him in heaven, and adoption as sons and daughters of the Most High God. And in addition to this, we have the chance to participate in his work of salvation because we don't just receive his grace, we pass it on. That is your job as a lay believer, as a lay Catholic, to take the grace that you receive here out into the world so that people may come to know our Lord Jesus Christ and they may have an encounter with him so that they will believe because they have met him, not just because they have heard about him from us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.